You're listening to True Story, a night of true tales told to friends. The following story comes to us from a party in Oakland, California, where the theme was, seemed like a good idea at the time. My story takes place when I was in fifth grade. And fifth grade was an important year for me because I was like king of the school, right? You're like the oldest people in elementary school. And also because it was the year that I decided that I was going to play kickball every lunch and recess every day. (laughs) Um, And I got really good at kickball in like the matter of like a month and a half. Like I was one of the best kickers. I found out from my parents after like open house at the beginning of the year that the principal had nicknamed me Thunderfoot and would like watch me play. (laughs) Which like felt kind of good, but I wanted to be a little bit more subversive. Where like if you're a kid, you want some kind of Huck Finn, Tom Sawyer style life. I definitely didn't have that. Anyways, a few months into fifth grade, William and John showed up one recess and they didn't want to play kickball. And I was really upset and confused. <laughs> um, but then they said that they had found something really cool and we should follow them. And they wouldn't tell us what it was. And so like, we went and we didn't check one of the balls out for kickball. And, and then they led us to the baseball diamond. And I was like, oh yeah, we're going to start playing on the baseball diamond. Fuck yeah. Um, but it wasn't that. And they kept saying, no, Rosie, it's not that. <laughs> and... Then they let us behind the baseball diamond. And behind the baseball diamond, there is this like kind of swampy body of water. And it was beautiful. I thought it was gorgeous. And there was like a little, it was kind of wooded back there. There was like dappled light shining through the trees. And I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. Because <laughs> um, it was like my, it was my secret swimming hole. Like we had found my secret swimming hole. It was like, yay, you guys are the best. And I like immediately took off my shoes and started like wading in this like little puddle of mud. And my elementary school was called Spring Valley. And I thought, oh, we have found the spring. This was supposed to happen. This probably happens to people like every fifth grade, every fifth grade class, somebody finds it and then they spread it. Um, So it was really like I was excited about sharing it. Um, And we brought, I think, like Jeff and David. And they like saw it and they thought, oh, this is a cool puddle, I guess. And then they like went, well, what do you... What do you guys want to do? And they picked up a really big rock and they threw it in the puddle. (laughs) And like from that point on, the game was to see who could throw the biggest rock in the puddle and make the biggest splash. And pretty soon, like half the fifth grade class was like going to the spring and throwing rocks in it and like coming back super muddy. And so the like evangelism, which seemed like a good idea at the time, started to kind of run away from, you know, the founders of the Spring Valley Spring movement, right? It did not take long for the fifth grade teachers to notice, especially because the spring happened to smell really bad. (laughs) And I thought that this was really cool because, like, of course, it doesn't smell nice. Of course it doesn't smell nice. Everything that smells nice is like something that society like wants you to like. Um, (laughs) But it did smell really bad. (laughs) And so 
Eventually, Mrs. Mullins notices that this is happening and also, like, knows that, like, you know, kids aren't playing kickball anymore. And she knows that I play kickball. She knows that I'm a good kid that she can, like, talk to. She calls me to her desk after class one day and she asks, you know, Rosie, do you know where everybody's going during (laughs) recess and lunch? And I'm like, I don't know, I'm like brimming with pride at this point in time because we found the spring. And so I like say, well, I tell her about the spring behind the dugout and like, of course we found it. And like, do I get my medal yet? (laughs) Um, And then I show up to school the next day and there's like orange tape around around the dugout and mrs mullins makes a little announcement before class and she like sets aside some time and she says that you know they've closed the area behind the baseball dugout because they found a sewage leak there <laughs> <laughs> And there was a lot of, like, people screaming gross. (laughs) But, like, I don't know. I I don't think that it, like, robbed, robbed. (laughs) It didn't rob my memory of the place of its magic. Um, And I actually, I went back after they, like, took the orange tape away and it was all all paved and it was still pretty but it wasn't like it didn't have that like primal element (laughs) and so I guess that's one of the most literal experiences I've ever had of like still really appreciating an experience even when you realize afterwards that it was shit all along You've been listening to True Story. To learn more about True Story, head to truestorytime.org. Take care. Everyone, I hardly know you. But when something comes and grabs a hold, take the hands that open up. A life that's led is something gold. I've been alone